0: Good morning, my friends. Hope everybody's doing well today on this Friday, wonderful Friday morning. Uh, good morning, Ed, and uh, trust you are well, and all those who are watching are well uh, today. And I uh, know most people are excited that we it is finally Friday, the end of the work week for some. I always throw that out there because I've, I've one of those who've had to work. Uh, weekends and you know your, your weekend sometimes be a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that and uh, of course for me as a pastor I, you know I really uh, the only day I'd, I I kind of consider a day off is Monday but uh, lucky if I get that sometimes but uh... Uh, but anyway, I hope everybody's having a, uh, a wonderful day, or, or hope that you will have a wonderful day. Much of a day you could have had so far at uh, six fifteen in the morning, but uh, but I hope your day goes well, and uh, and that you will get to enjoy a little three day weekend since it's the Labor Day weekend, and have uh, some time you can just relax a little bit, or or spend a little time with your family, get some. Do some grilling out or whatever it is that makes you happy there and uh so uh, i wish you wish you well and safety and be careful i know a lot of people try to get in the last minute uh, vacations uh, during this time since so this is kind of the uh end of, some people consider this the end of summer uh you know when it hit labor day and i know i've seen people already with pumpkins out on their uh, <laughs> porches and uh, uh all excited about pumpkin spice and uh i uh i love summer i ain't gonna lie to you i love summer uh i like spring uh and uh fall is i think fall is pretty and and uh don't get me wrong i think it's pretty and and i like it but i just what i don't reason why i'm not a real big fan is because i know what's coming afterward that that is uh the preview of things to come (laughs) and then we have to deal with Bitter, cold, and I hate. I mean, people, I, I cannot put into words the bitter hate that I have for uh, wintertime. I hate cold. Oh my gosh, I'll never understand why anybody likes cold. I mean, you can go inside and cool off. You can go inside the air condition, you're fine. But you get that bitter bone chilling cold and and you just like you never get warm your feet are froze your hands are froze you gotta scrape the windshield i mean i just, i don't get it i mean if you homesick eskimos like it go somewhere where it's cold. Go there. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm at the point where uh, uh, I, I think uh, uh, what we ought to do, uh, since a lot of our uh, sermons are online anyway, uh, I think I, me and my family, uh, if uh, it should just, uh, you know, summertime, spring summer, and summer, and part of fall, uh, we, we live here in Tennessee, and then the rest of the time I want to go to a hot tropical place and, and uh where there's a beach and oceans and uh i can uh, just do my live devotions and sermons from there <laughs> i think that would be wonderful but i only have one major obstacle and that is my father and he would uh 47 years old he still treats me like a child and he was no way he'd allow it he, he would tell me if he may want to go to a warm tropical island somewhere it would be him so <laughs> But he has earned it, and he deserves it. So, But, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, let's get over here, and let's do our uh, Pledge of Allegiance. And as always, I encourage you to remove your hat, to stand, place your hand over your heart, and all those things I do, uh, in case you're wondering. So even though you can't see me, I am doing that. All right. Attention. Salute. Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord for this great and wonderful country in which we live. So, uh, praise God for that. Uh, In fact, uh, Lord willing, uh, I'll be doing the uh, Sunday morning message uh, this Sunday at the church from 11 to 12, and uh, I'll be putting up a little advertisement there on, on Facebook to remind everybody, but the, uh, my sermon title will be, No Justice, No Peace, Question Mark, No Jesus, No Peace, and uh, we're going to be getting into uh, how the church should view uh, social justice Warriors in regards to critical theory uh, and, and Marxism, and uh, and how this is uh, going to be directly. Uh, affected, uh, will affect the church and has been affecting the church and how uh, Christians should respond uh, to these issues. So I believe this will make for a great teaching uh, this Sunday morning and I encourage you all to come on out and uh, to join us and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to speaking uh, this Sunday morning. Uh, no evening service, but, uh, but I will be speaking there Sunday morning. So, all right, uh, so let's go ahead and look at our Bibles here. Let me get and grab grab mine here and uh, we're going to look at john 17 uh, verse 6 so let me get this up here so in case you're in a position where you can't uh, look that up and i make it easy to where you can read along so let me get this here all right i have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world thine they were and thou gavest them me and they have kept thy word all right so Praise the Lord, and as my old pepper boy says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Uh, You know, one great thing about uh, when we read God's word here is something that we need to understand is that we are not our own. We belong to God. You know, and I think that's something that uh, missionaries, uh, pastors uh, in particular, understand that we are not our own person, that we belong to God, and we have been called to a higher calling and, uh, and, and we have been sent out by God to try to do his, his precious work and his will. And, um, uh, you know, it is, um, I hate that, uh, throughout my life, you know, looking back, I can see God's leading and I can see that, uh, uh, you know, I think I, how can I put it? Um, I think deep down, I knew I was supposed to be in the ministry, but I just didn't want to do it. And uh, it took me a long time to understand uh, that uh, I am not my own person, that I belong to God. You know, you kind of see those, uh, uh, some of these, you know, the biker chicks out there, it says, property of uh, so-and-so. Well, you know, we're not property, but we are, uh, we are sons and daughters uh, of the kingdom, and we belong to Jesus Christ and we've been brought to that high calling. You know, that's one thing to understand, particularly in regards to election, that we have been chosen. You know, uh, and you've heard my dad, some of you have heard my dad say this before, you know, when you have a kid, you're stuck with whatever you get. You know, whatever pops out, hey, that little lizard yours. okay? And uh, in fact, I think when I was born, I was like an alien. I just popped out of the stomach, and, and then I scooted across the floor, and they had to catch me, but but, uh, uh, but you know, when it comes to adoption, uh, you literally choose that child to be yours. And that makes it very special uh, in regards to adoption because you personally chose that child. Well, God personally chose you for we were, pre you know, predestined, was preordained. Uh, I know a lot of people have a hard time with election. But, you know, it's just the fact that, um, you know, God didn't have to choose anybody. Uh, He knew that on our own, we would all reject Jesus Christ and we would all go to hell. I mean, it's just, that's a simple fact. Uh, But he decided to choose some. And, you know, we don't know who the elect are. And uh, that's why it's important that we minister. It's important that we witness. It's important that we plant those seeds and try. And people say, you know, I know some people freak out, like, how do I know I'm, I'm the elect? I,, hey, if you, if, God's not going to turn anybody away. And if you understand, if you want to seek after God, accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're good, man. You're the elect. You're good. All right. So don't worry about it. You know, if you've made prayed that prayer of salvation, you're golden. All right. But, um, uh, but you know, just because you've made that prayer of salvation, I, you know, I was talking to Dad the other day about an individual who used to come to the church, and, um, uh, I, you know, his work ethic, and now he don't go to church there anymore now, but his, his um, work ethic and his attitude uh, didn't really demonstrate someone who has, who has made a profession of faith. And, uh, uh, you know, I, and, and, but he was one of these individuals who literally said uh, uh, when he prayed the prayer of salvation, well, I'm good now, right? I've got my ticket pushed, right? I'm, I'm good to go now, okay? I'm good to go. And some people have that mentality of, well, all I got to do is, is say the, this magic wording and, and I'm golden and I'm just going out in the world do what I want to. You know, again, if somebody says they're saved, that's between them and God and uh uh it's not to bring that into question you know we, that's that's where that that verse comes in not to judge that's that's between them and god but if they're not bearing that fruit if they're not demonstrating a life of righteousness uh, it begs the question did you really understand did you really make that true profession of faith and um because when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord Savior, that's when that change begins, that, that, that uh, sanctification, that, uh, that new outlook, that new creation in Christ Jesus. And you want to strive to have that mind of Christ. You want to be closer to God. And uh, when you're not demonstrating those fruits of the Spirit, it it makes you wonder, you know, where are you at? You know, because when you accept Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, you should be a new person and have a different attitude to things you used to like, you now hate. And the things you used to hate, you now like. And you want to strive uh, to be closer to God each and every day. And if you're not doing those things and you just simply said that because you want your ticket punched, so to speak, uh, that, that begs to be questioned. But you know we have been called out. You know that's one thing. You know I've mentioned before. You know when you look at the the word Christian, uh, it is to be is be set apart. We have been uh, been all for those who are saved. We have that high calling of Jesus Christ, and that uh, we have a responsibility to get out and spread the gospel message, tell others about Him. You know God chose us. You know you can even look at the disciples how they were chosen. You know uh, uh, it's like that uh, Christian song. Um, I'm just an old body trying to tell everyone about a somebody. And in those lyrics, he, he even says in there that uh, he chose 12 people. Nobody, more, of course, I'm paraphrasing. More or less we can give the time of day to, but that's who God chose. You know, he doesn't expect us to be perfect. Uh, he chose us the way we are. We can look at all these great heroes of the Bible. We can see all their flaws and their lack of faith, and and, uh, and how they've uh, done some pretty despicable things. But God chose them to be used for His glory anyway. Even look at Judas. He knew Judas was going to betray him. He knew. He called him the son of perdition. He knew what he was about but he was chosen for a specific purpose. Uh, even you know, My point is that uh, God could even use a non-Christian uh, to bring about his perfect work and will, but he chose you. And that's why we have a responsibility because he chose us to serve him in a mighty way, to serve him above everything and anything else. We can look over here in, um, over here in Luke 14, uh, 26, said, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life, also he cannot be my disciple. So we have to put Christ first above anything else in our lives. Uh, you know, we are inherently selfish people. And there, some people out there, they love them more than they can love anybody else. You know, you, you've met people like that. I mean, I know people like that. Ain't nobody loves them like they love them, you know. and uh, But there's some people, they um, elevate The love for their children, spouse, parents, above that of God, that's not a good thing. We need to make sure we're putting God, we're making sure that our love is greater than anything or anyone on this world or on this planet. We've got to make sure we're we're expressing that love to Christ far more, that we are coming to him with all humility, that we're trying to to, uh, give our all to him, to serve him with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. We've got to make sure we're doing that. You know, I, I love my children dearly. I love my wife dearly. I love my parents dearly, you know, but that's one thing I have to do. And, I, and that's what I think it goes back to what I was kind of mentioning on Wednesday evening uh, where I worry so much about them, but I have to give them over to God. And by doing so, giving them over to God, I'm demonstrating that I love him more. I love Jesus Christ more. And that I know that uh, giving them to him uh, is, is uh, demonstrating that he is in control and that I know that he'll take care of my family. And that's all I can do is let that go because I want to love Christ more than them. And like I say, and it, it, my family knows. I would go to hell and back. I'd crawl over uh, broken glass uh, to get to my children, to get to my wife, to get to my family. I, I, people know that. Uh, to the fact it's been used to my disadvantage because the the love I have for my uh, earthly father, uh, you know, uh, in my early days of. Uh, being on Facebook uh, when, it, and you know, uh, a lot of people were slamming uh, my dad and the church, and uh, I lost my temper and said some things I shouldn't have said because I'm very defensive of my father. In fact, we uh, there's a ex-church member now that's uh, out there um, saying things about me and my dad and the church, and and uh, he doesn't have the intestinal fortitude to. Uh, confront us and tell us what what the problem is and, and been confronted several times you know and and although it makes me angry the only thing i can do is pray for this individual i'll be honest with you it's not something i want to do but i do that anyway but the point is uh, you know uh even though i was trying to do the right thing and defend my father and such The point is, I should have had approached it with a more Christ-like attitude. And uh, my love for the Heavenly Father has to outweigh the love for my earthly Father. And and that's what I'm trying to explain to you today, that you are not your own. And that Jesus Christ has called you. He has chosen you. He has adopted you. And we need to serve him mightily with everything that we have and be used for his glory. And, uh, you know, that's why we, you know, as missionaries have been called to go out, pastors have been called, uh, you as Christians, you know, again, going back a little bit with what I was talking about yesterday and the fact that a lot of people think that, uh, when it comes to, uh, witnessing or ministering in any capacity, well, I, I'm not a pastor. You need to talk to them. No, you need to be educated. Uh, in fact, um, uh, uh, there was, um, uh, I can't remember who it was. I, I don't know if it, I don't think it was John Piper. uh, can't remember the name anyway uh they were ministering in india and uh uh the uh, individual uh, who was speaking he hadn't had any seminary training either and uh, uh, a young man come up said you know i want to uh want to preach when a pastor but i can't go to school he said read a book and uh you know and it takes that studying as Christians. see I, you know as god's word tells us to study show thyself approved And, uh, that's one thing that I have to encourage all of you to spend some time, not only in the word, but reading books, uh, and able to to explain to others, the love of Jesus Christ, to give an educated response when someone asks you questions, uh, because, um, you know, we have pseudo intellectuals, particularly because of Google and Yahoo and Bing or whatever it is that you use. Uh, but we need to have, that's one reason why a lot of kids don't, um, Uh, aren't drawn or have interest in the church because the lack of intellectual response and reasoning uh, in questions that they have. Uh, You know, a lot of Christians, well-intentioned Christians, use circular reasoning. So when they ask a question, it's, well, it's because that's what the Bible says, and and I just do what the Bible says, and they're they're not giving any real answers. And that's not a good thing. That's why I'm encouraging you this morning to read and study. I do believe that, I'm, I'm not saying that pastor's uh, have to have an education to uh, to minister, but I, I think that uh, but to me, you know I, of course I, I'm not trying to brag on myself, but I no don't stretch my imagination. I have four earned degrees and an earned doctorate. and uh, I believe that it is important for a minister to have a proper education so that uh, we can give a proper proper exegetical study of God's word. And uh, to me uh, to not have an education, to properly dissect, uh, to bring understanding and teaching to God's word is like having a surgeon who never went to school, but, hey, I watched a few videos, I think I can do it, and they get in there, and I don't think you would want someone operating on you uh, that, with that kind of lack of uh, of, of uh, education and understanding. Well, that's dealing with the physical. How much more important is the spiritual dealing with the eternal? So, you know, that's why you when people get trapped by cults like the Jehovah's Witness and the Mormon's, They prey on people who know just enough about the Bible uh, so that they can twist that around and draw them into this this false religion. And that's why we need to be educated. That's why we need to study. We need to, to understand the things of God's word so that when we are confronted, whether it's by a cult or someone in the world, we can give that proper defense. My friends, you know, we have a responsibility and, uh, you know, it, our love for Christ because of that adoption, because we have been chosen, should uh, that should make us appreciate and have such great love for Christ that we can't have enough of the Lord, that we can't have enough of his word. We can't have enough understanding that we must strive costly day in and day out to be closer to the Lord, to serve him mightily, And if you're not doing those things, my friends, I encourage you I implore you today to really uh, find, you know, pray about that, that you can find that zeal, that excitement, that love for Christ that surpasses anything that this world has to offer. And that you cannot wait, that you are anxious to find everybody and anybody and say, let me tell you about the love of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you the change and the difference that God has made in my life. I've got to tell you this and uh in that we, they can see that excitement in your face and they want what you have and that's why that responsibility is on each and every one of you not just on the pastor it's so sad when i get calls and and i don't care to do it because i i, I want to uh, i don't want to see anybody uh, die and go to hell without hearing the the prayer you know going over the prayer of salvation but it amazes me the amount of people that uh said hey uh, uh this person wants to get saved come down here and talk to them and i'm you know, I'm thinking, you know, well, if you're saved, you should be able to lead to the Lord. I mean, it's, it's not a, not a, uh, trying to be a smart aleck. It's not that I'm not want to do my job as a pastor, but you, as a Christian, you should be able to have the ability to lead someone to the Lord. And, uh, uh you know, so if I, if you find that offensive, uh, while I'm saying this morning, then, you know, i can't help that. But you should have the ability to lead someone to Jesus Christ, not to depend on a pastor, a deacon, an elder, or someone else like that. You should be able to say, hey, let me just go to the prayer of salvation. Let me explain to you what Jesus Christ taught for you. You should be able to have that ability. And if you don't, then you need to study and learn what you need to do uh, in case you're put in that position. But uh, my friends, you know, understand uh, that adoption. Understand how that we were chosen. Remember, God chose you. Jesus chose you. And that should make you appreciate your salvation that much more because we were chosen. We are the called out ones as Christians. We are called out. Do not be conformed to this world, but let's be with great zeal and anticipation each morning, serving Almighty God. And that's how we can be used. And make sure that our love for Christ, our love for God, surpasses anyone and anything in this world. And my friends, we could do that. man! what mighty warriors in God's army we could be. Let's have a word of prayer. And Father Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you lord thank you so much for this wonderful day thank you for your grace and your mercy lord thank you for choosing me thank you for choosing uh, so many people in this world uh, to be a part of your kingdom Uh, lord to be joint heirs lord when we pray that prayer of salvation let it be reflective in our thought our word our deed or action let our love grow exponentially for you each and every day let us draw closer to you and let us serve you well. And Lord, for in watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord be with us, lead us, God, and watch we'll over protect us this day. Lord, be with our nation, heal this divide, bring peace upon our country, bring protection about our police officers and our families. Lord, let them know that they are loved, needed, and appreciated. Uh, Lord, I just want to lift up uh, Ronath Elma Thompson and Kim Penix and Wendy Lee, Roger Winters, Ginger and Troy Hood. I uh, just pray that you be with uh, 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 Fran Pear and, uh, and so many others uh, that have lifted up prayer requests and concerns. And Lord, I pray that you be with our president, give him proper wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and uh, Lord, in, in the leading of our country and protection about him and his family, let our election results be one that is, we can all rejoice over. Lord, I thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, my friends, uh, thank you, Ed. And uh, uh, again, I encourage you to come out Sunday morning, 11 to 12. Uh, I'll be bringing the morning message. And uh, you don't want to miss this very special teaching. I think it's something that uh, Christians need to understand. And particularly young people, uh, the youth are being sucked into this, uh, this erroneous view of social justice warriors out there. And, uh, they feel they're confused and along with a lot of adults on how we are to approach that as Christians. And I think a lot of them think by, by relenting and being a part of this group that they're doing the right thing. I think we need to, to dissect that and, uh, and see what God's word says in regards to these uh, social issues. And, uh, so I do encourage you to, to come out and join us from 11 to 12 uh if you'd like to share these devotions on facebook you can find me at dr young 77 uh if your friends or family do not do facebook uh they can always um find me at uh, or well, i'm sorry you they can also watch live at uh, flbconline.com but after the i record these uh i upload these to youtube you can watch on at dr matthias young and then um if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast. Apple on Apple. The Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. Audio only, uh, no video, but you can listen to that as you're going to work and going out and about your day. So I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless you. <laughs>